So, David Yates of the Daily Mirror, newsboy of the... Do you prefer Dave or newsboy, or do you answer to all possibilities? I answer to anything, yeah. Uh, Anyway, I'm being told we've got to rattle on with these because uh, you've got to get to Newbury, first race at Newbury at 1.15 and the first race at Market Raisin at 1 o'clock, so we can't overrun our time. And the first two words on our issues for the week, our talking points for the week, are Sheikh Mohammed. Yes, well, on Monday night there was a Panorama programme which showed videos on her phone from Sheikh Mohammed's daughter Latifa, uh, during which she claimed that she'd been inducted, that she was in a, um, a villa con- converted into a jail. Uh, this obviously has potentially very serious ramifications for British racing, and in fact British sport and world sport. Um, it comes on the back of the court case last spring when Sheikh Mohammed uh, was found by uh, a judge to have orchestrated the abduction of uh, Latifa and Sheikh Mohammed's daughter Shamsa, which was which took place on the streets of Cambridge, and also to have intimidated Princess Haya, um, his ex-wife. What this really, where we're going with this, I think, is that racing and sport in general, but particularly racing, has got some uncomfortable decisions to make in the pretty near to hand, uh, the pretty near future, hasn't it? As to the sort of people that it that it allows to own, breed, etc., racehorses. In Sheikh Mohammed's case, of course, this this problem is complicated by the fact that he owns vast swathes of the industry. We talk about we, we've talked about the su- success of Godolphin runners uh, in Riyadh last night. It's the Godolphin Stud and Stable Staff Awards. Um, the UN have asked. Uh, the Dubai government and Sheikh, Sheikh Mohammed for proof that Latifa is still alive because uh, these videos were made in April 2019 and then they stopped. Mm. Uh, so we really can't under, underestimate the potential seriousness of this for the industry. I don't blame at all the British Horse Racing Authority for not making a comment this week. The British I think government has said, hasn't no. said much, has it? And I, I think that that is something that, uh, that they will comment when... Uh, when they have more evidence to go on. But yeah, it's going to be a balancing act, isn't it? It is. Uh, Emirates are involved with Arsenal, the Emirates Stadium, Real Madrid. That is a the business FA as Cup well. Is sponsored by Emirates. Yeah. So uh, there's, there's plenty in, in world sport generally here to think about. Well, let's move now to our second item. It says Wolves start, Wolverhampton midweek. And uh, this was a race that started before everybody was ready. Yeah, this was uh, a case at at Wolverhampton on Wednesday when Hugo Palmer's Countessa um, went to go in and then backed out and sort of went round almost uh, around a corner and then was in the process of going uh, about to go back in. Uh, She was the 12th runner to be loaded when uh, the the starter let them go. Now, uh, Hugo Palmer was, was... I thought very good humoured about this on on Wednesday. On the one hand, he said it was a case of human error uh, that the starter had admitted his mistake and apologised profusely, and apologised, and that uh, he felt that um, compensation would be forthcoming to the owner uh, Salman Al Khalifa. However, he also pointed out that this that a not dissimilar thing had happened at Newcastle mm. within the last month and. I think his quote to me was, this sort of thing should not be happening every month. It should be happening about once every 10 years. Um, so, uh, obviously, the, the journey from Newmarket to Dunstall Park was 
wasted. There, there was a potentially uh, very serious. Well, this was the other point issue. you made, wasn't it? That if the horse had been a tiny bit further in, yeah. when the stalls had opened, then whoever was leading the horse in could have been badly injured. Yeah, I, I think that. Uh, that, uh, that's absolutely right. There was a stall ha- stalls handler in place, and uh, a potentially very serious accident was avoided. Um, I don't think that there's much wrong with the starting protocols, but in this case, there they was seem clearly to have been un- in a spotlight a lot. Both sides of the Irish Sea of late, don't yes, they? Yes, they have indeed. But I suppose they're the hu- they're a very high profile thing when they go wrong. Th- they are. I, I think that the, the protocols that are in place. I, they they clearly work, but they have to be observed. I think uh, more stringently. And in this case, there was there was a, a breakdown in communication. Next is Philip Prince. Now Philip Prince has uh, been handed a suspension after failing a, um, a recreational drugs um, uh, test. But this story is bigger as well because there's a, a saliva test uh, offshoot to it. Yeah, there are two aspects to this story. The, the first concerns the jockey Philip Prince. He tested positive for uh, a metabolite of cocaine in November, last November. That was at Wolverhampton. Uh, was 56 times, I think, over the, the, the threshold limit. Now, in his own case, he is currently in re- rehab. He's in the latter stages of rehab. And I think that the uh, his quotes via Paul Struthers and the Professional Jockeys Association earlier this week were very heartening. He, he, he apologised, there was no issue that the blame lay anywhere but with himself. Uh, he, he said that having been through some extremely dark times, he now felt that he was a, a, a happier person, that the rehab uh, was working and he looked forward to returning to racing. That's great news. Which, which is great news and you know the whole of the racing community will wish him nothing but good with that. Absolutely. Um, as you say, the, on the same afternoon, the British Horse Racing Authority announced that there would be saliva race day tests. Not, not dissimilar to what happens with breathalysers on uh, racetracks. When you get there, you take a saliva test and an official says, you, this is, something is showing up, you can't ride. The, the, the really encouraging thing, I think, with this is that it's a joint venture between the British Horse Racing Authority and the Professional Jockeys Association. I think that uh, when I first came into racing... But they, were, they were at each other's throats. They were at each other's throats. But, on occasions. But, yeah. you know, we, we, know, we know why cocaine is prevalent in horse racing, as it is in, say, the, uh, the fashion industry. It's because... Well, society you, as a whole. And in society as a whole. But when you need to keep your weight down, yeah. you're going to steer towards that line of recreational drug rather than drinking alcohol. And I'm really glad that the situation has changed from when I got... Uh, into the sport professionally, that there is a greater understanding on on the part of the regulator, and they're working with the PJA. And collaboration has to lead to strength. You'd have thought. Yeah, I, you? I, absolutely right. Right. Next on our list is weighing room. Now, this is the story that Irish jockeys will be coming to the Cheltenham Festival, but will be changing separately from British jockeys. Yeah, it's it's a plan that is. Uh, I think still under discussion, or at least it was on Thursday. I don't know if it's been confirmed yet, but that's maybe a- not officially. But I think it's generally understood yeah. this is going to happen. Uh, the, I believe that the Irish-based jockeys will use the home weighing room, as it were, when when you're uh, when you're in front of the scales at Cheltenham. The, the the door is off to the left where the jockeys changing the the male jockeys changing room. Um, I think that 
that's that they will use that one and the British based jockeys will use another room. Now obviously this is a belt and braces protocol, isn't it, for COVID nineteen. It reflects, I think, the 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 greater weight of Irish participation at the Cheltenham Festival than at the, the festivals that we've had since racing restarted from the coronavirus pandemic or the, the coronavirus uh, blackout since on June, June 1st. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so we've gone through, you know, Royal Ascot, York, etc. And, and but it's not on that kind of... It's no, they're on a different scale. It's on they? a completely different scale. And so... Uh, it's uh, it's something you know. I, I spoke to a couple of jockeys on on Thursday, and they were they were happy to give uh, the move their backing. And, and, and why shouldn't they? It, we're told that the final touches are being put to the roadmap. Are they today? Yeah, uh, and it'll be announced to, either tonight or tomorrow. Yeah, with from the prime minister, to, uh, how uh, the next step of of getting out of. Uh, COVID, uh, the, the, this is not going to be letting crowds into Cheltenham, though. That would be a major surprise if yeah, uh, yeah. if that yeah I somehow came out of the road. I, I don't think I don't think anybody expects that. Um, but uh, yeah, it's 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 just the, it, it's the latest. I think, as I say, it's it's a it's a belt and braces measure. Mm. It, it recognises Irish participation or the the scale of it uh, at the festival, but. Do be careful weighing in, lads. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> Don't go through one I think one there'll door. be officials to go left, go right, wherever, go, go, go to the, the right signage. place. Let's make Whatever. the signage right, for but, goodness but, sake. But I, I was really sad to, to read the news this week, a statement that um, came through the PR guru, Bill Estelle, that uh, Davy Russell, uh, who has ridden winners at every Cheltenham Festival bar one, I think, for about 15 years, and is absolutely part of the fabric of the festival, uh, is a non-runner this year. Yeah, absolutely. Well... Who would forget that festival of was it? Can't remember when it was. Lord Windermere, yeah. uh, when when Davy Russell uh, rode those winners on the final day, including for Michael O'Leary, uh, who had replaced him as as his retained jockey. Um, the uh, it, Davy was was on the program on Luck on Sunday uh, last week. It, he broke. Uh, I'm reading this. He broke his neck in two places. That was in the Munster National uh, last October. Of course, it's been a long and tortuous uh, road back uh, to the Cheltenham Festival 2021. At the end of that road, of course, was the glittering prize of riding uh, Envoy Allen in the Marsh Novices Chase, who's obviously unbeaten and is a dual festival winner for Davy Russell. But the doctor said, however good Envoy Allen is, I'm afraid you're not going to be ready. No. And that's that. And more uh, throwing it forward, he said that it was going to be very tight to make it for Aintree, uh, for Aintree which is, I think, is it 20, it starts 26. Is it the 8th of April? It starts, yeah, it starts the 8th yeah. of April. So um, there may or may not be the carrot of Tiger Roll at the end of uh, that. We'll have to see. Um, Eddie O'Leary said we will make our plans apparent at the next. Uh, forfeit stage for the Grand National when I asked him this week whether Tiger what, Roll What's your reading of it? Of, of it? Uh, obviously, David, it's a bit touch and go to make it to Aintree, David Russell, but Tiger Roll, what's your reading of the situation? I think if Tiger Roll is, uh, if, he's, if he leaves behind that run at Cheltenham at the end of last year on the cross-country course, I think it'll be an extremely difficult uh, temptation to resist. Why, why wouldn't you run him? He, the, by general consensus, Martin Greenwood has given the horse a, uh, a fair weight, and uh, I, I, I think it'd be very hard not to not to run.
So that's Davy Russell dash Tiger Roll dash Aintree dash Diggenstown House Stud as well. This is Champ and Altior. It's Super Sunday, uh, Super Saturday plus eight at Newbury. The weather intervened the other day, but we have got for a Sunday afternoon. We have got probably the best Sunday card that uh, for jumping that we can remember for a long time. Yeah, it's going to be really informative. It? Paul Nichols has got the favourites uh, for the game spirit chase in Green Teen and for uh, the Denman chase in uh, Clondes Oboe. But in many ways, the two talking points of well, one horse that isn't there, Altior, of course, uh, who has won. What, two Queen Mother champion chases? Four times at the Cheltenham Festival. This was part B of Nicky Henderson's announcement on Wednesday that whilst Champ would go for the Game Spirit chase because Altior will go straight to the festival. Mm. Uh, that's, uh, again, that's a, it, this is because Super Saturday was moved by eight days, it's deemed that that's a bit close. Uh, for Altior, he's run this year, unlike Champ, and that's why Nicky Henderson. So, what are you it. predicting for this afternoon? Uh, Champ to to win, Champ to show off his credentials. Green Team is the one to beat, says I, Nichols. I, I well, I've tipped Green Team in the uh, Daily Mirror, I think, and the Sunday Mirror. I think that the. Uh, the as Nicky Henderson said, he said, I, I'll only tell you afterwards whether I'm happy or not. The horse could win. He could finish fifth, but he's if, fine. if he's outpaced at one point and then stays on into fifth, beaten, say, I don't know, four or five lengths, he's going to be absolutely cock-a-hoop with that, isn't he? Because you think, well, there's another mile, two and a half furlongs to go at Cheltenham. Why and, wouldn't I be happy? And just talking of horses today, we've only got 10 seconds to answer it. Big day for Lost in Translation as well, isn't it? Indeed, yes. Uh, Robbie Power rides him. Obviously, he broke a blood vessel when he was most disappointing in the King George uh, at Kemp's over Christmas. So we'll see how he gets on. And our last issue is Jockey's Championship. Brian Hughes, the reigning champion, 103 winners so far this season. Harry Skelton, who's, uh, who's had plenty of uh, winners of late, 94. Harry Cobden, 89. What's your reading Skelton well, is really uh, going strong, isn't yes, he? Yes, he is. Or I mean, they are going strong. It, this is, it, it's actually, for, for a story that normally sends me to sleep, uh, jockeys' championships, this is actually a really interesting one, isn't it? Because Harry Skelton, with his brother Dan, they've knocked in the winners just since the season began, haven't they? They've upped the quality, but they haven't diminished the quantity. Again, in flying form at Ascot, again yesterday, you've got... Brian Hughes, the reigning champion, as you say, is on 103. But Harry Cobden is an interesting one because he's 14 behind. But I feel that if uh, the Tizard, if Colin Tizard's team had maybe been in the, their usual midwinter form, which they haven't been this season, then he would probably Cobden would probably mm. have ridden about 10 or so winners yeah. as a result of that. He'd be really breathing down Brian Hughes' neck. So. It'll be interesting to see if those tentative green shoots that the Tizard stable have Which, had... And they are still tentative, I think, aren't yes, they? Yes, they are, yeah. Mm. Um, I think they've had three winners since... Uh, three winners this year, three winners in February. Had a, they had a dry January, didn't they? Yeah. Um, and so... Not the sort of dry January they wanted. No, no. absolutely. <laughs> and so it'll be interesting to see how, the, how that stable form picks up. Harry Cobden's in that... Uh, almost unique position isn't he plays for 
Liverpool and he plays for Everton in that he's stable jockey for Paul Nichols, but he also rides for the Tizard team. So that's, as I say, normally I would want nothing to do with a jockey's uh, title. But you're story, quite enjoying it. But I think this one is really engaging. Excellent. So uh, that uh, is the Jockeys uh, Championship. And those were this week's talking points. Luck on Sunday. Proudly sponsored by Albasti Ecruel Dubai.